0: Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place.
0: Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. And now, Three Witches and a Druid Podcast presents Second Line Parade. to big, Good. Day. Welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Previously on episode 41, What Do We Believe? Part 1. Marco, Gwen, and Brian sat around the podcast table and discussed the age old question of what do we believe? From eclectic worldviews and philosophy to the importance of community central stories and epic myths, and the ever importance of daily ritual practice to larger empowering group ritualistic experiences. So grab some mead and settle in as we welcome you back to Three Witches and a Druid. Listen close. So,
2: five, ethics. What, What is a rule or what is a rule from your religion that you're supposed to follow? Or what do you think is the most important thing that your religion says that has to do with behavior and interrelationships? I think a lot about the do no harm aspect of
1: it. And I try also the big, my biggest struggle is do no harm to yourself mm-hmm. um, to remember that I need to eat Stay healthy. I need to eat to stay strong. I need to look after the physicalness of myself. And ethics are really important to me, but I almost feel like they come naturally in a way because I like to see myself as a kind person. I am not going to screw somebody over just because I can. I'm not the kind of person, this kind of goes back to the afterlife. I don't live my life thinking that I can or cannot do this because it will affect what my next step will be, whether I go to the summerland or whether I get stuck someplace less desirable. I think the world would be a lot happier place if people were just kinder to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, kindness is not difficult at all. And... To see somebody who's angry and nasty and miserable, that takes way more energy.
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: So it, I, I kind of think I'm taking the easy road by just being kind. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's easier for me to do that. It suits me more. My, es- I, I just, why would you do anything to be mean or nasty to anybody what mm-hmm. does that gain anyone right it gains nothing for me it would gain nothing for the person i'm being mean and nasty to
2: <laughs> usually any situation is made worse by negative behavior yeah,
3: yeah. uh i think uh i read something recently that i've kind of adopted of be kind but take no shit
1: there's that yeah there is
3: that uh, I'm, I'm a strong believer that not necessarily that the individual is more important but that the person is more important i'm a strong believer like you said just be kind be nice but i also believe that if you see someone shoplifting at the grocery store you didn't see anything mm. keep that to yourself the grocery store the large faceless corporation to me is the least important thing in the world. I do not care about the economy. I do not care about corporations. I do not care about the big faceless bullshit of our world. And I think, to me, that is a lot of where we as a society have gone off the tracks. That we've given this power and this energy to these large faceless entities, and we've allowed them to... We've created them... persons under the
2: law. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. And have have made them more important than individuals. Than
3: actual people. I think that's where my personal form of ethics come from. Mm. Fuck those. Mm. It's all about (laughs) the individual, the person, the person on the ground trying to survive. And I think a lot of our society has forgotten that. Uh, Well, actually, here in Halifax, we have this huge housing crisis where we have all these people that have no home and the government recently has just voted that housing is not a human right and that to me is disgusting Mm -hmm. it makes me want to run for government which is the most insane concept in the world (laughs) just so i can go in there and say you are terrible people and you should all be ashamed of yourselves yeah
2: yeah if you had to pick a one of the nine noble virtues Hospitality, Wait. hospitality.
3: Yeah, making others around me feel as comfortable and as welcome as possible. Yeah, that's that's my number one.
1: Which I think again is what one of the reasons I'm good at my job. Yes, I mean yeah. the number of people who are like, "Oh my gracious, thank you so much for doing this for me." I'm like, you are why I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> you were the reason for my existence. Mm, yep, you
3: know that's yeah, why I'm here. Exactly.
1: Thank you for.
3: You continuing know. to allow me to exist. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. I tend to agree. I think kindness, and I I agree with you, Brian, in the sense that I don't think kindness means weakness. Weakness, no, in no, in any way, shape, yes. or form. Yeah, for sure. I, I think I think strong boundaries make you a kinder person, and mm-hmm. so that people know that they can't run over you. But also, strong boundaries don't are not inflexible, mm-hmm. and and all those sorts of things. I think having having a long view and a little bit of patience when you're dealing with the world can go a long way. The ADF has the nine noble virtues and I and they're basically coming from those wisdom texts, right? They derive them from those Irish, I think, wisdom texts, right? Yeah. One of the things that I liked out of those wisdom texts was maybe, and so this is this is an ethic that I think comes from a Christopher Nolan movie as opposed to anything really <laughs> sacred. Well, maybe Christopher Nolan movies are sacred. <laughs> I remember in one of his Batman trilogy movies, they talked about the difference between balance and harmony and justice and harmony. And I kind of like the twist on that. That sometimes if if you're really interested in balance. It isn't always harmony. But if you can have maybe a little longer view, things can things can come right and that harmony. So to to have kind of a long view with your kindness, a long view with when you deal with the world. And if you apply that sort of kindness in your interactions, all the other sort of ethics fall into place. Mm-hmm. Everything you're not you're not going to lie, cheat, steal, whatever yeah. if you're treating if you're treating others kindly. So that's definitely a five for me. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the laugh?
3: Oh, no, that not, nothing. You, you said, this is completely <laughs> off topic. You said lie, cheat, steal, and all I could think was Eddie Guerrero, <laughs> which is an old wrestler and that was his saying. Lie, cheat, steal.
2: <laughs> oh my goodness. Emotional experiences. Have you ever had an emotional religious experience Oh, my goodness. Bunch of pagans. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I I think so. What was it like? What was like maybe a defining one for you, either a defining moment for you or something that shocks and awes the friends and neighbors when you tell them about it? See, that's
1: one of those I've been put on the spot questions and my mind has gone completely blank. Because man, have we had them, I know. Yeah. 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 I think actually going back to that being determined to be here, Mm -hmm. was one of them for me. Yeah. I remember, like, I I have a very clear memory of where that circle was, who was there, how it came about, what we were talking about, and how (sighs) my soul or my spirit, if it decided to come here and experience this, it's not (laughs) pansy-ass. You know, (laughs) like, this is not a pansy-ass spirit. This spirit has a stronger spine than me, and yeah like there was there was no getting around me being here now yeah which i i this has been really good because that this has given me a lot to think about <laughs> moving forward because there are a lot of things i am struggling with at the moment and uh
3: so we should do this again in a few weeks after you've percolated. maybe
1: or maybe after i get my new bionic parts
3: yes yeah, yeah. what's what's a world without pain yeah won't well, that be a nice that, reassessment? That's,
1: something yeah, something I'm looking forward to.
3: So for me, it was 2004, uh, Robinson Island in PEI. It was the PEI pagan gathering. I believe it was 2004. I'm gonna probably correct myself later. There wasn't a single lightning bug anywhere, and I saw saw or felt something dart across the field. To this day, I don't commit me on I'm, I'm convinced it was a fairy, and everyone's like, "Oh no, it's just a lightning bug." it's like, no, lightning bugs don't work that way. There's not just one lightning bug. There's usually hundreds of lightning Mm -hmm. bugs. So that was probably my first real sort of awakening that there was more to the world than meets the eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, I also say this. I live in a haunted house. And my wife is going to be like, stop that. Our house is 100% haunted. My (laughs) father-in-law is there. My... White, one of my wife's aunts is still there, and you constantly hear them walking around upstairs, footsteps, doors opening and closing. I had an office in the Roy building downtown Halifax. That place was Ooh. super hot. Yes, yeah. I remember the very last night we were in the Roy, we were one of the last tenants of the entire building. We were in the middle of moving out, and we got we, as a business, got robbed. So the police came and uh, no there's not a single soul in the building I believe I actually may have been the last person with the key and we just we didn't have much left in there I think there was one cabinet but someone stole a camera so the police Mm. came and uh, at the end of the hall like the police is in there he's taking our information and at the end of the hall a door opens and slams closed the officer says what's that and I said oh it's probably Mr. Chester and he's like what i'm like oh mr chester used to have he used to be a lawyer he used to be at the end of the off at the hall that was his office and he's like but like is he there and i'm like oh no no mr chester passed away 40 years ago (laughs) and he's like what so he went down to the end of the hallway and went to open it and the door was locked and he's like well that's weird so he came back and we're talking probably like 100 feet that's how long this hallway is and in by the time he got back to the studio, the door once again opened and slammed shut immediately, right afterwards.
2: And how did he deal with that? He
3: was done. He took his note and he left. <laughs> <laughs> and then we like we moved out the next day and the building got renovated. And I'm sure you're probably still in there. Yeah. Mr. Chester's still sliding Mr. doors. Mr. Chester's still. But like that building now. was a hundred percent haunted and no ifs, ands, or buts. This is not something you can ever convince me of otherwise.
2: No. I think. Lots of experiences. I remember the first time I saw something really otherworldly, like as in, you know, other creature type thing locally, and that was pretty awe-inspiring. And then I've had, you know, that sort of possible ghost or whatever stories. I think maybe the thing that affected me most emotionally and maybe affected me as I've... moving forward is... um Past life work, and again, I'm not entirely sure if that's past lives, if that's collective unconscious, if that's ancestral memory, like who knows what you're really tapping into? Right. I don't care the work that came out of that really affected me going forward sort of thing mm-hmm. and i've and I've gone into that kind of work saying, I can remember, you know, the theory that you go through a soul group with people that you're close to. And I wanted to see a uh, past life with my children that I might have lived with my children. And so it kind of explained some things to me. It was um, sort of a uh, frontier past, and I never really had much of a connection to that. But I've also had, you know, why do I, why do I have this bizarre relationship with money? Hmm. In that if I if I really need it, I can make up a... Usually I hate it. And I, you know, like, I, wh- where did that come from? So I wanted to come back. So I've had that. And then I think, now I have a story that I can tie that to. How do I work with that so I don't have these issues pop up? And I have to always say, okay, now I guess I got to make some money and right, get myself right. out of... Get myself out of whatever situation I've gotten myself into those have had the most lasting impact. Along the idea of emotional experiences, what methods work best for you to make a emotional contact with deity? What would you say? I, think I would say meditation.
3: meditation. Yeah, I, I'd say like, the same. Ju-
2: like journey really, work. Yeah. I'm really
3: bad at it, but yes, definitely meditation.
2: What kinds, I agree. Uh, what kinds of meditation, do you like the guided or do you I do. Or? I do like a guided meditation. Yeah, another
1: experience I was sort of thinking about as the both of you were talking was I had done a workshop, oh my gosh, 20 years ago, more, that had journey work to find, to meet a spirit animal. Mm. And I remember, you know, consciously going into this workshop thinking, like, don't get your hopes up. It's not going to be something you know cool and grand and it's gonna be it, a cricket or yes yeah
3: stories always end up going the same direction. oh i know <laughs> i know
1: and and i was completely shocked by what came to me and the different animals that have since come to me over time they make sense and they work and well, what is it the fox was the first the one fox, okay But the fox had a ladybug on its back. So, and the ladybug is also very important. Almost like they're, they're, the ladybug is almost always riding on the fox's back. Yeah. So I'm not sure which one is.
0: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot.
1: the boss of that team.
3: Right, right. But they work in conjunction.
1: Yes. Yeah. I yeah.
3: yeah. always loved Mae's story where it's a damn snake. Yes. <laughs>
2: Get away from me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: So I, I personally enjoy meditating in the fire. Be it campfire, be a bonfire, be it fire on a stove, be it a candle, whatnot. That's, that's my personal connection.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think meditation's probably number one for me too. I can have a busy mind, so it can be like yoga or something like that, where it's mind and body together. It can be a guided meditation where I've got a CD or a YouTube video or something where I'm walked through something, or it could be fire. Mm -hmm. Like, I think fire fire is one of those things that shuts everybody up. You just sit in awe, (laughs) doesn't it? You just... It's... um, Or makes them scream. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) Uh, Which is funny. I remember one time being at Malagash with the whole big group of women and it was... Krista and I out on the fire sitting by the fire we were the last two out there and Rhonda told me this afterwards she said "I yeah I saw you two out there and I turned to someone and said that's a whole lot of quiet going on out there (laughs) but yet since it was the two of us without any of the talkers around we were both like
2: you know get a word in yeah
1: so we were able to have a really amazing conversation yeah because there wasn't anyone else with Bigger voices, I guess.
3: Yes, right, right. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I enjoyed about apeg Yes, so much was being one of the last people up the fire. Mm. Yes,
2: yeah. 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 As, as the crowds dwindle down, you really yeah. get to meet people.
3: Yeah, in and, and and that them. sort of yeah.
2: Zen state that you get to mm-hmm. at the early morning hours. Okay, and emotional experiences, connections to deity, otherworldly, all of those things,
3: importance to your religious experience. I don't think it's required. So I, I'd say like a one or a two.
2: I tend to agree with you. And yet I also think I, in my head, I was like, it's kind of like the icing on the cake. And so in a scale of one to five, icing seven.
3: Yes. <laughs> I don't
2: know. I don't
3: know. A buttercream especially, right? So well, I'm, I'm sure like if I was to have that experience, that would change my number. Because yeah. I don't feel I've had that experience it's not something I seek. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. And that may mean it may come Spontaneous you know, spontaneously. Yeah. Spontaneously. That's right. In a way that some people, some people who seek. Yeah. Another element of religion is material expression. So is there a tool? Is there one thing? Is it what is the one tool that you wouldn't ever want to be without?
3: <sighs> My sickle.
2: Yeah. The, your opposable thumb yes
1: (laughs) my hands I mean I think this being is the only tool really that is necessary the all the other things are wonderful to have again that pageantry the the symbolism and I remember working at the shop people would come in and want to buy everything for their altar on their first shopping trip. And right. it's like, I am more than happy to take your money. But if you're not connecting with a, sh- a chalice or an athame, don't feel like you have to buy something. Yeah, um, Come across something at a yard sale that just speaks to you. You don't know where it's going to come from. Right. So the origin of these material things, I think is not as relevant as your connection to them and the the power that
2: you give to them would you consider your clothes part of you you say like i am the being but all the way back 20 years to the little mysteries days like you expressed who you were through your fashion choice yes so that that could possibly be part of it that's that's a tool i can accept that that's a tool yeah
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I still do to this day. Yeah. For sure. I remember one year when I worked at the Y for many, many years going to the youth dance in like a button-up blouse and a pair of jeans and I was dressed as a normal person and (laughs) almost (laughs) had a nervous breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. Like I could not do it. Yeah. I, I was just far too uncomfortable for me. So... Yeah.
2: So it wasn't a Halloween. It wasn't a dress up. It was you just thought, oh, well, that, sound
3: oh, like something, that sounds like something you would wear for Halloween. That, That's what that
1: was. Was, yes. that was, oh, I was. That was I was hallow- dressed. It was Halloween. Oh, okay. I was dressed up as a normal person. Yeah, and like, and I, you still I, couldn't do it. I had a cold sweat the whole time. Yeah. yeah.
3: So, what if you're too scary? What, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's wonderful. Yeah.
2: So, you said so. sickle, Brian.
3: Yeah. Uh, so, and that's just personally, I like to find sickles at antique stores and restore them. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. For a sort of. Um, Good
3: druid practice. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. and we all move away from them on the <laughs> yeah. bench. Yes. It's like, how many sickles do you have in the <laughs> <So laughs> <So> every, workshop? <laughs>
3: everybody in the grove has a sickle. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, sickle. And
2: And, you know, I'm going back to like. Horror movies where you know people are beheaded for crops and stuff. and yeah, well, in it's, British a
3: sickle is a is a druidic symbol. It's it's how we yes. we harvest herbs and mistletoe and kings that have fallen off their horses and hurt themselves.
2: <laughs> and like that.
3: Hey, look, that's that's on them.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I, if you I can't like sit to. A horse you don't deserve <laughs> to be king.
3: No, I, I enjoy restoring uh, that particular tool and also grow. We in the grove we have ritual garb. We all dress in black uh, here in Nova Scotia. We Most of the guys wear kilts. Most of the women <laughs> wear pants and a pure spite. But we all <laughs> dress in black, and we then usually have a uh, a splash of Nova Scotia tartan.
2: Oh, on very cool. Now,
3: the reason for that, traditionally in England and even in the States, most uh, Druids wear white, white robes. But when we formed as a grove, it was actually a bit of a white supremacist problem happening in Nova Scotia, and we're like, we do not want to be associated with that at all. So let's go to the polar opposite in every way and wear black kilts and black tops. Yeah, yeah. And we, it, we stuck to it ever since.
2: And you know, you slip and fall. It it's not a laundry issue with black. No, no. White is a laundry yeah. issue.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I have to say, wearing a kilt is incredibly comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And it's super warm. I can wear one in the winter and be perfectly fine. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You found our secret out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your w- women, Women, uh, well, you know, knowing about how comfortable that has been for quite some time now. Yeah. Well, what about you? I, I went through a period where I was going to do the very minimalist and mm. use no tools, that sort of thing. And it did work, but I found I missed those sort of. Pageantry and symbolism, and that I'm like, what sort of spiritual arrogance is it that I feel like I transcend stuff or something? You know, like <laughs> had I had I bought into some new age bullshit, probably. So I kind of went back, and I think if I had to pick one thing, it would be flame. Whether it's a candle, whether it's yeah. a fire, that for me, has the most power mm-hmm. in in group ritual, in solitary ritual, in any sort of practice. So I think that would be the one. And the other part of that is, is there one for either of you that doesn't work? Is there a tool that you're like, I don't work with it. I tried. I don't get it. It doesn't. I don't connect with it at all.
3: I don't think so. Not for me anyway.
1: I'm not great with a pendulum. Yeah. Now, that's not maybe necessarily specifically a ritual tool, but we have used them in ritual before, and I I don't...
2: You don't connect with that? No, I don't do that great, you know. Huge gasp. It's a wand for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like,
3: I this is just, only funny because knowing who Gwen's husband was. <laughs> yeah, my
2: husband was, like, the master wand maker. I don't know how many wands he's made over the years. Thousands of wands... I went down to the local witch store just a few months ago and said, I know Dave's had still has some stuff here. Have I got a credit sort of thing? And they said, oh, yeah, you've got a credit. I'm like, good, because it was down for a book and I would get it anyway. But so I get the book and then I saw a deck of cards and I'm like, do I have enough? She's like, yeah, you got enough. And she's like, well, I'll pay you out the rest. I said, oh, no, leave it on the books. It'll help me buy something, mm. you know, if I come around. And I don't buy as much as I used to. But I and she said, well, it's it's a little bit of money. And I was like, oh, well, I'll, you know, I'll spend it eventually. And she's like, holds her, holds her hands up to her lips and whispers, it's over eight hundred dollars. And I'm like, check, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, you know, he. You know, gone a year and I've got it. I've got 800 bucks worth of, of spending money again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, there's,
3: but there's still some wands. There must be a wand or two late around here.
2: Oh, oh, I oh, have a, oh. I have, I have one of his rejects that he didn't consider good enough to sell and I use as a spurtle to stir my oatmeal. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and I have one upstairs out of rosewood because I really love rosewood. I love the feel of it. It's a very feminine wood and, um, so he made it for the altar and I don't use it as a traditional one, but I use it. I do keep it on on the altar, partly because because Dave made it for me, but also partly because of the aspects of the wood that I'm connecting to the tree mm. as opposed to using it as a director of energy. But right. yeah, so I would say these material
3: expressions of your faith, how much importance? I say the ritual garb is up there, but the rest is not. Yeah, no, yeah. No. And the ritual garb is more; uh, it, it goes, it goes back to the community. It's our grove. It's, it's your binding rep- into community. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: yeah. I remember a time when ritual garb was an important thing, and we all had matching boob robes, as we called them, because they all had little vests that cinched you in very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but city. Um, yes. Again, the trappings yeah. are nice to have, but not as... Impo- I don't need them to yeah. accomplish what I want to accomplish now, maybe. Yeah. I mean, they're nice to have around. They're nice to use. They're beautiful objects, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, they're gorgeous objects of art. But at the moment, they're packed away.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So last thing, and this might be a tough one sacredness so what what do you see as a function of your religion uh of your religious practice that is sacred as as opposed to being profane and i'm almost like i don't see a lot of stuff that's profane within my worldview but um is there a specific place that is sacred for you or a specific thing or
3: So one of the things in druidry uh and this has been discussed before one of the reasons we don't cast circles is because we believe everything is sacred Mm -hmm. the the world nature is sacred so we don't feel the need to put boundaries up around ourselves because mother nature is sacred Mm -hmm. Uh, so for me personally like there's a couple of parks like hemlock ravine to me is very sacred Mm. It's, it's probably one of my favorite places to go Victoria Park and Truro, similar. They're just beautiful, beautiful places. And that, to me, is sacred, I guess.
2: Yeah. I know that we both have read, I can't say his name now, um, Fire in the Head. Yeah. And he talks about thin places. And I know he didn't coin the term, but uh, I know what you mean. Even though everywhere is sacred, there are places... That can make you cry. Yeah. Mm-mm. There are places that just evoke that.
1: And I think Persis Cove Lookoff is one of those mm-hmm. places.
3: Well, yeah, especially for local communities. Yes, yeah.
1: because we've had a lot of
2: amazing events there and amazing community. Mm-hmm. And so it has the natural... As well as the overlaid energy yeah. of people bringing their yeah. sacred observances to that yeah. incredible spot. Yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I don't have really a feeling for profane. No. I don't know mm-hmm. as far as places. I, I,
3: our, I guess maybe things. all the cement and pavement yeah. downtown. Well,
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe not. But
3: even then, spirits live there. Yeah. There's energy.
2: There's energy there. It's just a different
3: type, I guess. And I guess
2: even if possibly a specific building or something was conceived of in a cynical fashion in the sense that I'm going to build it as cheaply as I can and make as much money out of it as I can and all of these sorts of things, the individual people that went every day to put that together There will be people there that have real pride in their work and everything, and that's built Mm -hmm. into it. And then the people that use it and live it in it or love it or run businesses out of it. Yeah, it's pretty hard to find Yeah, profane. And I
1: think the part of being where we live as well, being as old of a city it is, and it have as much history and connection to the past. And it's not like being in... Toronto or Calgary or someplace that's a much newer city and has yeah. much less of that connection to ancestors sort of mm-hmm. in a way. Right. There are parts of Toronto that I really, really enjoy, mm-hmm. but I don't know if I would enjoy the impersonalness of it. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I like to visit, but I don't want to stay yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause again, Halifax, even in within community there is a half a degree of separation.
2: Yes. Yeah.
1: Like I was telling Brian in the car on the way over here, I have found a connection to the surgeon mm. that I now want to yeah. <laughs> use to my best advantage. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so exactly.
2: Um,
3: But in the better android
2: means. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm hoping that helps people that are trying to wrap their heads around what is Wicca, what is, and I don't declare it as Wicca, and you're kind of eclectic. Wicca. I'm more eclectic. Like I would, or eclectic pagan now, that's as it eclectic evolved. Pagan, I would say. Yeah, eclectic witch. Well, like it would it have been nice pagan. to maybe have Maeve here because she's been she's oh I
3: I, I think Maeve. we need to make her do this. Yeah, yes. I think, yeah,
2: she can she can send in her yeah her <laughs> answers. Will yeah. will. Read them, yeah. She, being because she's Gardnerian, maybe evolved a bit to an yeah. eclectic. I, I shouldn't say evolved, maybe <laughs> changed a bit. You know shifted. that has that shifted. shifted. Yes. Yeah, evolved has this connotation of, being of better, of, of yeah. moving upwards, whereas uh, as opposed to changing. Yeah, yeah, but maybe she's maybe shifted more eclectic. But I wonder how her answers might be different. Mm. And I'm hoping that maybe people who have questions about druidry.
3: Oh, there's and, tons of stuff I didn't even touch upon. We didn't yeah. talk about the kindreds, the ancestors, the shining ones. Yeah, yeah there's, there's
2: lots of uh, there's lots of
3: yes, things. But to, that we'll leave that for upcoming episodes. Sure. Start interviewing people. Yeah. I almost feel like we should make this like a little lightning round for people we interview and make them answer them quite quickly. Well, yeah. really quickly. It
1: reminds me of Inside Actor Studio, right? I used to love that show. (laughs) And he had the questionnaire developed by, I think it was a philosopher who had developed this questionnaire that at the end of the show, he would rapid fire these questions. Like what is, what is your favorite sound? What is your least favorite sound? What is your favorite swear word? What is, I mean, they were, they were really random questions. And I can remember trying to think of what is your favorite sound? And at that point it was the emergency brake on a car because that and that meant somebody was coming to visit. Oh, I could hear an emergency break and I knew somebody was coming to visit.
2: Cool. <laughs> but it's strange the connections your I mind makes, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know how long that was, but our ideas of lightning round, it's
3: glacial. Oh, yeah, no, this, this, yeah. <laughs> was almost, this is probably going to be our longest episode. Yeah. yeah.
1: So that was really. Interesting and has made me think about a lot of things that I haven't thought about in a long time, which is always great. So, if you have any questions or comments about what you heard this evening, curiosities, certainly feel free to get in touch with us. And we appreciate your five star reviews and all your thumbs up and everything.
0: Three Witches and a Druid Podcast would like to take a moment to thank our amazing Patreon supporters. Today, we shout out to Danny, Tania, Sarah, Lore, Kay, Linda, Jennifer, and our newest Patreons, Highland Horde and Larry. Without your generous support and contributions, we couldn't bring you this magical content, and we thank you for listening. I guess until next time, merry
3: meet, merry park,
1: and marry me again.
3: Blessed it be. It be.
0: This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening.
4: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers.